Hey, baby. Hey. Naomi and Andy here with yep. a quick cue slash request. Yes. So, okay, Acast is doing these audience surveys, okay? We put the link in the show notes. The link is going to be in the link tree on our on Instagram and everything like that. Here's the thing, Naomi. Yeah. You know, we're already pretty choosy about the ads right. that we allow on the show. No weapons manufacturers. Raytheon, get out of here. Yeah. Screw off, Raytheon. But we want to make sure that the ads are kind of tailored to y'all. Right. Okay? Right? Say you want to hear ads for a different world DVD box sets. We need to know that. We, we need can to go out that. to them. We can get the word <laughs> out. But we only can get the word out if you give us the word. So you got to fill out the survey. It is quick, quick, quick. And it just lets us know if the ads you're hearing are the right ads for you. Yeah. So get on over to the show notes where that link is or the Couples Therapy link tree and fill out that quick survey so we can pass the word on to ACAST. All right. Roll it. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Open your hearts, loosen your butts. It's time for a couple's therapy. Yeah, this podcast is Andy and Naomi's Where they can both laugh and hang with all their homies Talking excellent vacationing with brunches and cuddling To messy situations, shits and conscious and coupling From Netflix hookups to single them with some Hulu Text sex regrets or feeling on your new jubu They gon' talk about it, ah, yeah you are invited, ah Needing therapy, I guarantee baby we got it It's everyone and welcome to couples therapy my name is andy and i'm naomi we're a real life couple a real life couple of comedians and on couples therapy we answer a couple different questions from a couple different listeners we also try to alleviate your anxiety about the world and try to have some fun well, I don't know if I'm doing all that now, Andy. <laughs> I just said we answered some questions for some listeners. I don't know what I'm doing for your psyche. I don't know what I'm doing for your psyche at the moment. Hey, look, Naomi, art in the 20th, 21st century. You know what? The the authorial fallacy, right? Isn't that what <laughs> Roland Bart talked about? Look, we can whatever we're attempting, that yeah. may not be what actually happens. Absolutely. But we are attempting Absolutely. to alleviate anxiety, but that's attempting the thing. to have I don't, fun. See, I think that's maybe more your yours more than mine. Because you always say, you know, you always say when you post about the show, right? Like you're respite from a weary world. Mm-hmm. And I say, I don't know if I'm doing that, because I'll be coming in real weary. I'll be coming in weary and dreary. Okay. And so I don't even know. And Beverly clearly. Cleary? Cleary. 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 Hey, so we are here. We're trying to batten down the hatches for yes. the hurricane. Hurricane Hillary. Hurric- Honey, I'm with her. <laughs> I'm with Hurricane. I say lock her up. 
Lock up that hurricane. Lock up this hurricane. <laughs> so it's supposed to come. It's Saturday. Saturday early in the day. I think we have 24 hours, maybe 30 hours. Not quite sure when it's supposed to start coming down here. But we said, let's get the intro done. Let's get things in order. Okay. Because yeah. yeah. what if what if we lose internet? What if we lose internet? What if we can't pop? What if we lose? Yep. What if we lose the electricity? And we can't. <laughs> we can't tell you about what we're trying to attempt as the authors of this podcast. What we're trying to attempt. <laughs> we're trying. So we're to trying to try. Is yes. what you're saying. Okay. And you know what? Honestly. That's my level in life, that, trying to try. That sounds like a uh, Foo Fighter song. <laughs> trying to try. Hey, so uh, anyway, but wait, we have scientists in the audience. I know we have scientists in the audience. <laughs> yes. Tell me this, because it's been so long since I've had any physics classes. We have a window. There is a tree outside the window. It is a evergreen, right? It is one of, the, one of those kind of trees. It's tall. It's annoying. It's big. But the top of it can't hit our window okay but there are smaller branches and specifically there is one small branch that is up against our window right now and i'm trying to figure out can it break through the window okay i've done the math i did force equals mass times acceleration okay I, I looked up what the max wins i'm married to little man tate <laughs> i didn't even know i didn't even know the max winds of a hurricane 145 miles per hour okay <laughs> converted to meters whatever right and then i estimated the little the little branch, maybe about half a pound at most. Okay. <laughs> but here's the thing. I t- it's now we're already idealizing this thing. Okay. Course, because it's a course. whip shape. Okay. Yep. Okay. It's a whip shape. I idealize it as a point mass or something like that. Yes. Yes. You idealize That's about half branch. a pound. Converted that to kilograms. Naturally. Okay. Naturally. Okay. We get a, we get a, I think it's about 15 Newtons. Now I looked it up. It takes to bust a window in your house. 20,000 to 24,000 pounds per inch. But Andy, you have to know by the time the episode comes out, the issue will have passed. Well, yes, I've, but I'm saying I still, be, I still want a, an actual scientist to be like, hey, you did the math right or you fucked up. Okay, because, someone telling me to do the math right. Because, okay, look, if I convert 15 newtons to pounds per inch, I get 0.18 which is way less than 20,000 to 24,000. So one would think if I did the math correctly, that that branch is not going to be a problem, no matter how severe the hurricane gets, unless it, it because it, it would have to be like hundreds of thousands of more miles per hour, the winds, correct? To actually whip that. But again, this is a whip shape. I can't do the calculus. I don't know what that is. <laughs> we need to go back to planet introductions because I ain't here to hear you talk about Newtons, okay? Newtons and whips and watching you whipping Nay Nay and doing 0.18 C- converting meters kilos in fig okay. newtons ghost riding the whip it's too much it's too much you're gonna go back to planning i didn't realize you were gonna take us on a scientific journey scientist in intro am i correct and literally he's doing all of this just for someone to pat him on the head <laughs> days yes. after when's the last time you had a teacher say good job <laughs> decades that's all i want i i know it is i've turned I the have... producers of our shows into <laughs> into my teachers <laughs> i'm waiting for that i hit in a script i'm like can you tell me i did a good job do can i get you, a sticker can you tell me i'm good can you tell me i'm funny give me a report card absolutely i got a void inside fill it oh my god i'm just hoping we don't i just want the electricity to stay on i really do not want to lose the food in the fridge okay that's what means the most to me the food in the fridge but also i was like you know what if the electricity did go out that would finally be the push i need to do all the wedding thank you cards (laughs) okay i I would need truly nothing else to do no other option and it's a day of rain and i would hunker down i would hunker down like a bronte sister 
Okay, give me some candlelight and just start writing. That's what I would do. <laughs> We're not even supposed to use candles, apparently. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Bad for you. Burn, burn it all down. But I could if I needed to. You know what I mean? I just don't want the power to be out at night because the only way I fall asleep is by watching TV and having that take my <laughs> mind off of things. Without it, it's just me and my demons. <laughs> That is really true, actually. You wouldn't be able to just fall asleep to darkness. Or, I mean, you could. I think it would just take several hours. I've been working on things in therapy, like visualization techniques and stuff like that. That help, but okay. still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still, I get it. It's still easier to put on an episode of 30 Rock or New Girl than it is to have to uh, do the work of the like kind of <laughs> meditation and you know visualizing on blue light and all this other shit. I, think- I just want Schmidt to say something hilarious and take me away. <laughs> I've been watching. It's funny because I had gone off it for several years. Something about living in L.A. made 30 Rock too real. <laughs> uh, but now I'm back. It's like giving me the laughs I need to kind of loosen up. I think this is, that's your influence, though. I would fall asleep. I think I would fall. Before you and I were living together, I would fall asleep, I think, to the TV. But it would just kind of be in the background. It wasn't necessarily a thing I needed in order to sleep. It was more like I needed the light. I don't like pitch, pitch black. Uh, but since sharing a space with you living with you in life i now need like a full-on program and that's your influence you brought potato chips back in my life and you made it so i can't just fall asleep i mean what are we going to do during the zombie apocalypse there's going to be no TV. There's going to be nothing. No, I mean, no new podcast. Do you think anyone's going to be podcasting in the zombie apocalypse? There'll be people like uploading every once in a while. I think people, well, first of all, the internet's done. So I think people are going to have radio shows. It's going to be real AM, FM action. I do think we're going to find like, there's going to be a silo of podcasters living underground, surviving. Isn't that Z Nation? Like, Isn't that basically bits. what? Uh... There is people, there are people who do, who do that on Z Nation. But like, if you can tap into a radio signal, I mean, go CB style. You can be podcasting. This is a good idea for a show. Is well, someone in an apocalypse? Doesn't have to be zombie apocalypse, but someone running a radio. So it's basically news radio in an apocalypse. <laughs> well, I think first of all, no pitching. We're on strike. Um, also, don't give your ideas away because you don't know who be listening to this. Okay, if somebody, someone, if somebody takes this, I'll be that? mad as hell because y'all be out here and we out here struggling doing the work. Don't you take this idea, because it's right up my alley, because it involves an apocalypse and then something very mundane against the backdrop of near death. My favorite combination, quite frankly. <laughs> it's the only way you can, have, you can have funny jokes and actual stakes to a story. Anyway, that's not what this is about, but I love it. I think that's it. Can I get a sticker? Can you give me a pat on the head? Very good. Very good idea, Andy. Very funny. Very sharp. You get a sticker. And the void is filled for another 30 seconds. <laughs> I thought you were going to say at least for the day, but okay, 30 seconds. That's tough. That's tough. No wonder you're in this biz. You no put wonder this, you have to keep creating constantly. You put this ring on this finger. You knew what you were getting into. Yeah. <laughs> you knew the void you were marrying. I looked into the void and I said, I do. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Nietzsche writing quickly before the spirochetes eat his brain. Guys, as you know, we do have a giveaway mm-hmm. right now, all right? In exchange for a beautiful five-star review that contains your worst wedding story, all right? A wedding you were a part of or attended, or it could be your own dang wedding, honey. Or maybe you saw it through a telescope. You're spying no. on someone. No, I want you no? there. You have you to there. be there? You have to be on boots on the ground. Okay, no stalkers. I, Sorry. No stalkers. Sorry, stalkers. <laughs> Sorry, stalkers. <laughs> Not on couples therapy. 
I need boots on the ground. So yes, go to Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star review with your worst wedding story, and, and you could possibly win, what is it, Naomi? The only <laughs> couples therapy branded butt plug in existence. The I mean, prototype. The prototype. An artifact. Okay? This is something you might actually want to keep it in the white velvet pouch it comes mm. in and never touch it. Okay? Like, so, like you know, people with, like, figurines and, like, um, action figures. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. You know? I don't really know. Yes. Treat it Where like your it gambit in- action figure from 1996. <laughs> don't open it. Don't touch it. With, okay. the, with the cards all as one, <laughs> as, you know, being thrown with the kinetic energy as one little plastic swoosh. Absolutely. Yeah. The point so, is, it's huge. Yeah. <laughs> what, the butt plug or the... <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess the um, the importance of the butt plug. It the looks butt plug, medium. I think it it never... looks small, actually, to me. Yeah. But I also don't really know about circumferences <laughs> of booty holes. But I think it is sleek. It has the logo, and one lucky winner will receive it. Yes. Either put it in your mantle or your butthole. It's your choice. Mantle or butthole. Two options in life, baby. Mantle put it... or butthole. Look. You know what? No, no. Who am it, I? Who am I to dictate where you put it? You can do anything you want with it. All right. That's true. That's All right, true. Naomi. We get we've gotten so many of these. I just I love taking just a moment in these intros to read some. Do you want to read this one? Absolutely. So our friend's wedding day came, and we get a frantic phone call early that morning that the location of the wedding had never actually been reserved, <laughs> that there was no venue for the wedding that afternoon, Jesus. and that they needed our help to save the wedding. Can, can you hold on for a second? Just like, <laughs> I, I, can you imagine the anxiety you and I were feeling knowing all the details had been handled? Yes. And then... <laughs> that it had never actually been reserved, and someone that morning was like, I need your help. The bride's plan, unknown to all, okay, so the bride's plan, nobody knew, had been a, quote, pop-up wedding ceremony in a very upscale, fancy hotel in San Francisco. Girl, I know what it's like to want to save a damn dollar, but come on now. (laughs) You can't act like you improv everywhere just to avoid paying a site (laughs) fee. You cannot do it. You cannot. Oh, my God. The bride the night before, while caught trespassing at the hotel by their staff, found out that unplanned, unpaid for weddings couldn't happen at the hotel. Well, duh, says our writer. So the wedding day comes. People have traveled far and wide, and there's no way to book a last-minute wedding in the Bay Area. This is insane. So the groom moves into action to save the day. He scrambles to prepare their backyard for the ceremony, enlisting everyone to help. We're tasked to find every sunflower, mason jar, and M&M that we possibly can in Oakland. While we all rise to the occasion, mostly the groom, to pull off the impossible to save the wedding, the flaky bride gets in her gown, hair, and makeup to have her wedding pictures taken back in San Francisco by herself as the groom is still hustling in the backyard. Their wedding pictures are just the bride, no groom. And after the most dramatic wedding day possible, the ceremony and reception were quite sweet and the day was lovely. I don't know if they're still together or not. <laughs> we have lost touch. You gotta okay, find out. You, you gotta, gotta go get on back Facebook. In touch. Actually, you don't even need to get back in touch with them. You need to get back in touch with us because I need to know. So wait a minute. This was there. So the reception was still set, meaning they had already had a place to feed everyone and have everyone gather. It was simply the place where they were going to say their vows. No, that, I think everything because they said that that was all in that 
wherever they ended up in the backyard or something, right? I understand, but who fed everybody? Where were the beverages? Where were the, like, everything? Well, they had contracted all that stuff. But they just didn't, didn't have, have a place. place. Yeah, you remember, well, like, remember, there were a bunch of places that we looked, not a bunch. No, but there Andy, were some places we She lo- was saying a pop up wedding ceremony at a very fancy upscale hotel. You go to a hotel, that's all provided to you. If no, you no, think you're doing something Pop up means she was, they were going to, I don't want to, I'm going to cut this out, but pop up means that they were going to just show up there and do it. I understand what pop up means, but what I'm saying is, you were going to bring in a bunch of, don't cut this out, quite honestly. You were going <laughs> to. to unpack this she was her plan was for everyone just to show up like a flash mob but including vendors i don't think you and i have now had a wedding andy vendors communicate with the venue to say what time do we drop our stuff where do we put our chafing dishes where do we park the cars you can't pop up on a hotel when you a vendor i think maybe that's the insanity of it because it sounds (laughs) every every bit of it sounds insane Actually, the most wild thing I've ever heard. And you, like, my stomach hurts. <laughs> like, like, when I first read it, that's what I, I assumed that, that the bride's plan was like a plan born of absolute insanity of like, everyone's just going to show up en masse and then that they were just going to be, they were going to force the wedding upon the venue. The only thing that you and I have done, Andy and I, a friend of ours got married and this was cool. It was the ceremony part, just ceremony was on the Staten Island Ferry. Yes. We all met, all the guests get on, and then it's like, we all got on the boat. And literally, in the time it took from the boat to go from Staten Island, from Manhattan to Staten Island and back, they did their ceremony. Yes. That's a bit of a pop-up. It was very much- public boat. Yes. Where, and also some random little boy came and sat next to me who was not part of the bridal party. He was just on the ferry trying to go home with his mama. And he said, what's going on over here? And then he like came and sat next to me. And I was like, you're not part of this. You weren't invited. But it's like, that's different because it's a public space that doesn't have a lot. Like yes, exactly. How did you think you was going to do that in a fancy hotel? You can't even walk into the ba- to use a bathroom at a fancy hotel. <laughs> okay. I mean, this is the same person that that seemingly did not verify that they had the place booked in the first place, and then decided trespassing. Like to dress up like a ninja and then go and. I need you to get back in touch with these people. I thank you for your five star review. This is like giving me so much, but I need you to get back in touch with these people (laughs) immediately, and I need you to connect me with this bride. I need to unpack her psychology. I need to know if the groom still loves her i need to know like you know is this part of their relationship because that fact that who can what was the backyard that they could scramble to even make it decent had she gotten hit in the back of the head with a lead pipe is that the beginning you mean like of recently like you, you mean like or like you mean like in the weeks leading up to the wedding? yes and that that explains what's going on mm-hmm. because it mm-hmm. really sounds uh, insane the wedding pictures are just the bride <laughs> she was like okay i'll get ready and you make a venue for us yeah what well maybe she had to you know get a lot of putty to put into the the hole in the back of her head from the lead pipe i mean apparently the reception the ceremony reception were sweet and the day was lovely i you gotta tell me everything you gotta tell me everything okay look scientists tell me was my math correct (laughs) okay and and a person who wrote in about this, couplestherapypod at gmail.com. Write us. Give us more, please. Give us We're more. We're begging you. I'm, I mean, I don't know if y'all stopped. You just lost touch. Is it going to be crazy? I want you, literally, you got to be like, 
hey, so I listened to this podcast and I told them about your wedding and they're dying for more information. Do you mind if I put you in touch with the hosts? You know, that's how you just... No, don't do that because we're not going to connect after all these years. We don't really want to talk to these people. Well, we'll get our booker Mimi on it, okay? (laughs) Mimi will will be the go-between. Because I actually, I wouldn't mind being like, hi, what? (laughs) Because this is so crazy. Oh my God. But honestly, while we're telling people what to do, Andy, Uh I got two more directives. Okay, number one. One, our dear, dear friend and friend of the show, Nico mm-hmm. Santos, is headlining the Irvine Improv on August 31st. Now, mm. I'm not on the show. Wish I was, but honey, you can't have everything. August 31st, if you are a couples therapy fan, if you are in the area, go see Nico. He's got Marcella Arguello and mm. Leah Bonima opening for him. Marcella, wow, wow, wow. amazing. You know, I just did her show, Women Cross Wednesdays. Leah Bonima, a New York comic who moved out to L.A., who I've known and loved for years. So that show is going to be a banger. So, again, that's Irvine Improv, August 31st, where you can see Nico Santos. And then, you know, you support Nico. We love that. <laughs> it ain't all about Nico. It's about us too. You better join the page. Join the page, babes. We on strike. We love you deeply. For the price of a large coffee, you get two bonus episodes. You get me doing some stand up. You get me and Andy answering some cues and giving you some A's. All right? That's all happening on the Patreon. So go to patreon.com slash couples therapy pod. Give what you can. We love you so much. Now, Naomi. Who's our guest on today's wonderful episode? Okay. Our guest is the brilliant, the hysterical Lisa Traeger. Mm. Lisa, I think you and I feel the same. It's like, Lisa's a cool customer. Yes. She, and so we're like, do you like us? Are we cool? You know, whatever. But I really feel like we got to a good place with this one. Lisa is open. You know, she understands couples therapy's mantra, open your heart, loosen your butt. I think she really came with that. Yeah. She, um, if you don't know, she co-hosts the podcast That's Messed Up, an SVU podcast, Ooh. right up my alley. Co-hosted with the very funny Kara Clank. Who you might know from the show. Absolutely. They are going on a fall tour starting in September all the way to the end of the year. And they're going all around the country. So you can get tickets. You can also go to Lisa's Instagram at Glitter Cheese, where she keeps all of her other like personal stand-up dates. See what she's doing. Liz is out here. Liz is everywhere. Liz is active. And you know what? She took time out and graced the show. So without further ado, roll it. So for the listeners, y'all, so before we start recording, Lisa discovered uh, she had stepped on a little bit of glass. You had and dropped a candle last night. You thought you vacuumed, vacuumed it all up. Well, they don't need all that part. I'm telling the part that's pertinent. Okay. <laughs> And then Lisa goes... If I was a listener, I would be like, why is there glass? What happened to the glass? Where's the glass from? Lisa They're loves asking Andy all the Lennox. pertinent questions. Now. Um, <laughs> but then Lisa said, oh, my foot is bleeding. And then we said, Lisa, take care of your foot. And Lisa said, nah, nah, nah. We ain't got to do all that. <laughs> that, for me, is emblematic of you as a person. <laughs> Meaning it... Or maybe not emblematic, but it is, it is a show-don't-tell moment. Where you're telling us kind of the way you handle stuff where, for instance, I do think of you as very laid back. I think of you as someone who doesn't get too pressed about stuff in general where you're just like, well, it is and it happens and it's going to be fine. I'll tell you when I am not like that. When I'm the most unpleasant is on the way to a concert or a play. Go on. Like. I need to get there. I can't miss it. I want to get my bathroom time in. I want to look at the merch. Like, <laughs> I, I, I cannot be like, even a movie sometimes, but I've gotten better about that. Um, but on the way to a concert or an event, I the chillness disappears until I am in the venue post-pee. 
then I can be called. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so when there's a start time to something, when there's a specific quantum of time that this is occurring in, and if only you- an event, because I'll be late to lunch. <laughs> 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 I was going to be on time for this, um, but then the, gla- the glass occurred. Yeah. But it was yeah, a yeah. giant chunk. It was giant. Like, the vacuum wouldn't have even picked it up. Mm-hmm. Oh, my Lord. Oh, huge. Oh the saddest thing, it was one of those House of Intuition candles. So it was oh. about, like, opening up my chakra, and it had goals on it. So to see it shatter is... Um, <laughs> What's House of Intuition? Is that like, a ballroom? That- is that like it's a, a it's a white witch store? We have a couple of them. Uh-huh. Uh huh. My friend L gave us those House of Intuition candles that we have on the mantle. So no tall one, ones. No one's winning awards for voguing. No, for no, no, no. I understand. You want to continue this bit about the House of Intuition <laughs> being like a, a drag house. Uh-huh. Um, but okay, so your goals shattered on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you emotionally? Wait, wait, wait. I want to go back to we we didn't finish peeling the onion back on Lisa's anxiety when it comes to events and laid backness otherwise because i want to know where that comes from i want to know the origins why are you so laid back because i'm anxious it doesn't matter what the whether whether we're going somewhere whether we're sitting in the house doing nothing (laughs) the anxiety is palpable so i think it's my um like convenience over everything like it might be depression i would rather lay down than do anything else Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. it's just like it's just this vibe of like, what, I'm going to start bandaging my foot? No, we have a thing. I'll get in the shower. It'll clean in the shower. And my parents, like, you know, we're foreign. So a lot of the American, like, clean it up doesn't exist for well, us. Well, okay, this is interesting because, you know, obviously you're someone who I met first on stage, meaning my introduction to you was you performing. And then I, you know, met you on the other side of that. But talking about your parents, and I know you've mentioned, too, that they were a bit older, right, when they had you. And I think the description... I don't know if this was your description, but what I think of is like someone referred to it as like growing up as a potted plant kid, which is basically where your parents are like, you're, you got some sunlight, you got some water, you're good. <laughs> and That's was that so it growing up where like you, I mean, like, you know, kind of like you took care of yourself. It was kind of like, you good? Okay. And go about your business. Okay. Like, definitely I spent a lot of time alone in the basement. We were, there wasn't emotional talks. Like my therapist mm-hmm. one time asked me like, who, do you, who did you talk to and- you had a problem? Nobody. So, uh, <laughs> Relatable. I wasn't there like, oh, school was this and that. Like, that wasn't a th- the case. But, like, yeah. they definitely went to all my sporting events, to my plays. I had a ride. They gave me money okay. to go to the mall. Like, I definitely, I had food okay. all the time. Like, great meals. But it just wasn't emotionally, like chatty okay so they were very present but yes you were saying that emotional layer okay i think or they were tired or it would be like go to the basement like i like i spent a lot of time alone on the in the basement watching tv but we went to the movies every friday you know Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. okay they just don't say i love you there's no compliments you know like that Uh uh-huh oh now we've got it to unrelatable (laughs) no because my parents because this it sounded all the same but like we did say things like i love you we do say that, yes, right? Yes. But any other deeper emotional talk was there was just like a barrier up, and you're just like you're not gonna push past this. This is, you know, yeah. you, I, I might go to like say something to them, and then I'm like, and then feel like Mitch McConnell at a press conference, just frozen. <laughs> Classic. That was wild. I wish he fell over. 
But... I wish his fucking head exploded like it was scanners. I know. <laughs> I I can't wait to see. Yeah, I hope he doesn't wake up. Is that bad? Is that bad <laughs> no. karma? Nope. No, nope. he's a fucking monster. Okay. Monster. But now, having not really talked to them, and you were, you know, when you said your therapist, like, well, who would you talk to? Um, you know, now as an adult, as someone who's obviously very confident on stage talking about their real life and their real experiences, how did you sort of get that emotional openness? Do you talk to your friends about everything too? Does it all just kind of stay on stage? No, I was bad until therapy. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, and then all of a sudden, then you co- go visit home and you're like, oh, that's why I'm defensive. Or like, oh, <laughs> I ca- wait, I'm communicating. They're fighting over nothing. Because I would take things that are like, hey, can you clean that as how fucking dare? Like it was a fight. And it's like, that's just a statement and it has no reflection on me. But like mm-hmm. that took me a while. Like I had to learn stuff and then go back home and then be like, oh, they just are fighting over nothing nonstop. They're <laughs> aggressive constantly for no reason. And so I think it's therapy and then going back and be like, this sucks. I see. Uh-huh. When was therapy? When did that start? I would say when I started showing up to shows in pajamas And then I watched 40 seasons of Survivor in six months. Um, No, it wasn't 40. It was like 30 something. Well, I remember where you were like, I forgot what party we were at where I discovered you were a Survivor head. Like a full on. I know it all. I I remember every single winner. There's too many of them, though. There is so many. People will be like, Ronald? And I'm like, I don't don't know which one. (laughs) Unless they're the big hits or like a memorable moment. They'll be like, my accountant was on it. Do you remember Greg? And I'm like, I don't remember Greg. Like there's... (laughs) There's so many of them, but it's harder to be diehard. Like housewives, it's easy. You know, you have your couple. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, I can't engage. I can't engage. Can't, I tried it. I wanted to because I know so many people who watch. I felt like, oh, that'll be a good community to be part of. And I attempted to watch um, Salt Lake City because, you know, I was like, oh, that's new. I can just like start right from the beginning. I don't like to watch it alone. Because I feel like I'm watching a car crash. I need someone next to me to be like, are you well, hearing this? You know, and like by myself, it just doesn't do it. Well, let me get in this. So Salt Lake, what's <laughs> not pure about Salt Lake is like when the shows started, no one knew what it was. So they all came in really pure as themselves with no like temple Ulterior motives. Yeah, but by the time Salt Lake started, they've all seen all the housewives. So they're coming in being not really authentic, like they're putting on a show, they're doing extra fights. So if you do start with like a New York, Beverly Hills, Atlanta, that started, you know, in 2007 or something. Oh my God. Then they're, they don't even know what's about to happen. So you get a more like real, not as high end intensity. Mm, Nene mm. Leaks before she was on that Ryan Murphy sitcom that lasted a season. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Well, yeah, she sued Bravo. So we're not going to see her on um, really? soon. I heard they settled for a lot of money. And she's not coming back, but the show is suffering without her. Because <laughs> she is hysterical. She is a walking meme. It got Any too clip much. I see is her. She's so funny. I know, but it got too much. Like, she did one of my big pet peeves. It's like, when you're acting like a bitch, and then going, what? I'm not mad. Everything is fine. I'm <laughs> acting totally fine. And it's like, you're not. Let's admit it. And she was doing a little too much of that. And that was, yeah, I forgive you. We're friends. <laughs> yeah, I get like, that. I punch holes in the, in the wall. And then I'm like, what? What's your problem? Why are you, why are you, why are you cowering in the corner? Oh, my no, God. No, but I do want to go back about emotional talk. I still struggle with it, but I've gotten better and better because of friends and then this friendship expert and all of that. But like, 
Sorry, I used what, to friendship expert? Expert. Who's that? Daniel Byer Jackson. I'm obsessed with her. What? I heard her on a podcast. She works with female friend groups, female friends. She saw a hole in the therapy space because she was a high school teacher and then she worked in PR and she noticed it was like the same issues high school with girl behavior. <laughs> And so um, she started to reflect on her own shit, did all the certificate, well, everything she needed. And she's just so smart and educated and like on it, like when she did my enemies podcast that has since been canceled, the editor was like, there was not one like um, or pause. You know what I mean? Wow. Like she is just direct and incredible. So then I had her on my podcast with all of my issues and I just like had at it with her. And so it was really helpful. But I try to, I used to like not be able to communicate when I was mad and then I would fester and then I would be resentful and then it would come out in these weird, bad ways. Mm-hmm. And with, I think her help, like I, the time to speak to someone is shortened. Like okay, I try to, wait, I try it, to say it, it right away or if I can't where I'm like, I hated that. I'll try to talk the next day or something like I'll try because it, I don't. Yeah, it didn't work out well, but I'll still talk shit about you. <laughs> <laughs> Can you give an example of like one of the weird ways? Because this this stuff fascinates me, like when people repress that energy, how it comes out. It's it, it's something that I am... Uh, anyway, please, do you have an example? Well, it, I don't know if it's a specific example, but you start magnifying the moment. So it's like if you're mad at this one person for... Uh, she didn't clean... I, that, I would never be mad at someone for that. But like um, they said something rude to me or selfish or they did something selfish. And then I will see that in everything. So then everything in they everything do magnifies. They do. Yeah. So then it'll be like, and then she did that. And then you nitpick on all these moments and read into all these moments that might not even have anything to do with the original thing, but you see everything from the lens of she's selfish or she's mm. rude or like whatever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I would say that. And then, and then you would, I would react rudely and be like, stop it. And they're like, but I'm not even doing anything, you know? Right. 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 You're not reacting. You're reacting to, an incident that's actually not even the incident. So Correct. it's coming out very Nene Leaks. What? I'm not mad. But it's like, obviously you're mad. But now, does that mean people are on thin ice with you? Are you looking for them to fuck up? And, or like, do they get a one, one and done? No, <laughs> I've actually really gotten to this incredible place. Um, another Danielle Byer Jackson lesson is like, the, she has like a few tenets of like true friendship. And one of them is you get to be your true self. Mm-hmm. You are at relax. You are yourself. And I've really, you know, I've had some bumpy roads, but right now I'm at a place where all of my hangouts feel like high school, like in the way of like, we can lay on a couch and do nothing. There's no mm-hmm. pressure. You don't need to entertain. You can can't like yesterday I canceled on a friend. I go, listen, I went to the West side. I'm in a pool. I really don't want to go back East for drinks. <laughs> and she went, Oh my God, it would be hard to get me out of a pool. And it was just yeah. like this moment I kept yes. talking about it to my friends where I was go, I didn't always have that. I would have stress where I'd be like, Oh my God, this person's going to be mad at me, but I want to mm-hmm. stay at the pool, but I guess I can't because I don't want them to be mad. And it was like all this stress when this girl's like, oh, yeah, have fun at the pool. Right. And so I'm at a place where, you know, I do have to control my anger, but I'm talking more often. Like, mm-hmm. I, you know, I work with a friend. I, I have know. a podcast with a friend. And so we're really good at, like, obviously we bicker. We work, like, four days a week together. <laughs> um, but, like, we just talk about stuff immediately. 
Yeah. Okay. Like immediate. Yeah. But I've just been feeling so chill in my friendships and relationships right now where it's like, that's so ease, good. ease. Yes, it's all about ease. But I didn't yes. always used to have that because that's another thing. Like I wasn't myself. I think I was performing in certain relationships or I did this with my two romantic relationships where I wouldn't do what I wanted to do because I was like codependent or I wanted to spend time with them or or I didn't put my needs first. So I'd be like, oh yeah, whatever you want. And then I would resent them and be pissed yeah. that I'm not doing what I want to do. Yeah. And so, but those are all because I was like, performing or I wasn't at ease. I wasn't yeah. able to be chill. You know, I had one friend where I was like, I would stay at their place, but I would be like, Oh, is, am I being clean enough? Am I, are the pillows are there? Or is it this? Oh, I, I left a cup in the sink, and I was always on edge, even though they were like kind and I was like able to stay there. I didn't feel like at home. Cause I had to hit their standards of the home. Mm -hmm. And then when I stay with my best friend in New York, it's like, I get to, I get to just be me. Like they're, mm -hmm. I know they're not going to be mad that my suitcase is open. Oh, they're yeah. not going to be mad if I left some makeup on the sink, I'll get it at night. But it's like the, that freedom has been very nice. Yeah. yeah. Now for me, when you were at these, when you were performing at these other people's houses, right? Yes. I'm not childhood shit. <laughs> is that, is that, their actual standard or is that your imagined standard that you are projecting on them and now you feel like you have to live up to it? I think a little bit of both. I think it's like I was I was getting into there was a pattern for since junior high of like the type of situation I was getting myself in and a lot of there's like particular patterns in within the people. But I would say my therapist one time said, if these people are using you for something, you're using them. So you need to figure out what you're gaining in these relationships. You can't just blame like all these people for being mean or whatever. Like, <laughs> you, you're getting into these things repeatedly and then, you know, whatever. But I do think the person that I'm talking about with the house thing, I was like a side character to their life. And I don't think they accepted me as a full human. So what does that relationship huh. look like now? You know, you having that awareness, are you like, all right, we probably shouldn't hang. Do you kind of just keep it more casual? I'm asking this just out of curiosity in terms of like when, cause I've had this thing where it's like, once I kind of realize, Oh, maybe you're not actually that interested in me as a friend. Or like, if I'm like, Oh, you don't ever ask me to do anything. And I'm the person initiating. I'll just kind of cut it off. Not in a dramatic, I would like you to know that you are dead to me, but I just won't make any overture whatsoever. You do send them a dead squirrel in the mail. <laughs> in the mail? Yeah. Leave it on the front porch? Like, no, but you, you, don't, you don't say that it's from you. It yeah, just, yeah, you yeah. just send it. Yeah, 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 absolutely. That's incredible. I, I, I wish I was less dramatic. I'll say that. <laughs> okay. No, I have we'll big say. declarations talk. Well, because I always want to get through it. So like, I'll always try to have the discussions or like I, I always would. I always want to get through. But yeah, once you like see it's like a per, a thing, you're like. Or have you had a thing where it has nothing to do with you, but your friend doesn't and you're like, oh, I don't like like I wouldn't accept that in other people. Yes. Yes. yes, I, th yes. I think also pandemic brought a lot out. I think pandemic brought a lot out in friendships and people and relationships mm -hmm. like in terms oh, yeah, totally everywhere well, family well, romantic and so like all of a sudden you're like oh wait you're stealing codes meant for underprivileged neighborhoods and getting vaxxed early for no reason oh okay <laughs> 
weird. I <laughs> you don't even have to leave your house, but I'm glad you're stealing those codes from <laughs> people that are working. Uh, yeah, like that. Like the, the I think pandemic. It was like oh. Uh, but then also not judgment because then I saw some friends going to Mexico and I was like you know what you deserve it you need a break you need a break <laughs> but wait the person who you like realized you were just like playing like a bit part in their life or whatever yeah right? well because my best a... friend my oh, best what? friend hated this person like for like they even put on a boundary I was like you cannot speak to me about this person anymore oh, okay. I am done I cannot keep hearing this stuff um no, but I was in a thing where I'm wrong and I'm in it and they know more than me. Yeah, that was the dynamic. They are cool. They're this, they're that. And I'm just like, oh, whatever you want. And then thinking back, it's like little stuff. But it's like, why couldn't I ever? Why didn't it's like little shit. But it's like my my suggestion, my my full being, my life was not accepted fully into theirs as I did to their people. Mm hmm. Like, I you got to be nice to my friends. So it's like, if you're not nice to the people that mean the most to me, like, what am I doing here? Uh -huh. Yes. 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 So yes. did you make a big declaration or did you just? Yeah, I was. No, I, I did silent. I did petty shit. I did my bad <laughs> communicating. I did bad, whatever, pretending like nothing. Then it was like obvious something was going on. And I kept trying. And then finally there was a big discussion and it didn't go the way I wanted it to go. Mm -hmm. But it was, you know, like my dad was having a medical emergency. I had to go home. I had to abandon everything, leave the state, all the stuff. And I didn't hear from them. I cried on FaceTime one day and then cut to a month later, I get a, a little video going, oh my God, we miss you, come on back, we got, and I'm like, my dad just left surgery, I've been helping him walk up and down, but yeah, okay, and then all of a sudden, and so to me that was done, that was right. the moment where I go, oh, right. I think I see you as my fucking family. Mm -hmm. I drop everything, free. I am here for you, I have everything, and I am crying hysterically, scared my dad's gonna die, and I don't hear from you again for another month and you don't even ask how he is. Right. I'm out. Yeah. I'm yeah, out. Yeah, like yeah. I will never see you guys the same way ever. Right. Right. And then I tried little moments. And when I brought it up in the discussion, it went nowhere. Cause the person was like, what? You, like you've never fucked up before. And I was like, sure. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. that, so it was this one moment, but then it all of a sudden you're, it's like, um, it's like a movie. It's like that meme. The Beautiful Mind. With Vince McMahon. Yeah, like, uh, oh, wait. Oh, I got yelled at because of this. And I had this. And why didn't uh, they do Oh, fuck. And then it's all these little things. And then I feel bad for my own self. Because that's what I said to this person. I go, looking back at our friendship, I look at myself and I feel really bad what I was, how I felt like I should be treated. I'm like, I feel sad for myself that I. Mm -hmm. Wow. So, and in one ear out, like didn't right. that didn't affect this person? Right, right, right. Wow, right, right. yeah, yeah. That's you could tell in those moments when the person gets defensive, as opposed to like being like, "Oh wow, I'm really sorry that like I I I should have called you to see how you were, texted you to see how you were." They were just like, "What? Uh, you've never fucked up like that." Def that moment, it, it, to me, that's the moment. Yeah, where that's the show like, don't tell. Oh, this that's is that's who they are. That's the show don't tell. This is this is irredeemable. Well, because it's like what you know, you you know how pe you see people for who they really are when they don't get their way. Because anybody is their best, most agreeable self when everything is going the way they want it to go. When they're not getting pushback. When they're not being asked to show up in a way they don't want to. Like we're all cool if you don't if you leave us alone. Yeah. But the moment you push on somebody and you see how they respond, it's like, that's who they are. That's actually it. 
you know? Fuck yeah. Yeah. And then out to all these little things that would be even embarrassing to bring up where I'm like, why didn't we ever go to the brunch spot I wanted? Like, I always <laughs> liked this spot. Like, but it's because you don't respect me as a whole person. Yeah. You don't, you're not viewing me as some, like a person with a full life that you should be a part of. I'm just a sidekick for you. Mm-hmm. And you liked it as, as, as long as I did what you said. Right. You were someone that they could pull down off the shelf. Which I know is shocking to hear because I am so like aggressive out in the world. But in these intimate relationships, I, you know, childhood shit, I think it's being like not speaking English, trying to make friends, feeling like an outsider. So you like do what the American cool kids are doing. And, you know, and so I had to break. And, you know, it sucks. I wish I learned things sooner than I did. I think it would have been a lot less turmoil and fights and drama and, you know, all the stuff that I could be embarrassed about. But. It's led me to a place where I keep hanging out with friends and leaving me like that felt just like now the movie now and then is that a movie for you? You <laughs> yes, know? Yes, yes. Oh god, I was obsessed with that movie. I like oh, we're just Lord. at the pool and going to the movies and it's just relaxed and we can just lay. I don't know. It's just been so refreshing. I'm so that's like all I want. I've been. Fe- I was saying. I don't know, a couple of intros ago, because I only speak in podcast form, is this feeling of like, where I'm like, I wish I had more chill friends. Like, I, rem- I you know, because I do feel like it's like, well, what is the activity we're going to do? And where are we going to be? And like, sometimes I just want to be like, can I just come and sit in your pool, please? You know, to somebody where I go, does it have to be a thing? Do I have to be dazzling or interesting? Because I sure as shit don't feel like it now between depression mode and not working. I ain't got nothing to say. I just yes. would like to leave my house and be in a pleasant backyard. Yeah. And like this friendship with Danielle, she like a big thing is like, or we're all busy. It's like, we have to go out to eat and it's like, come over. I need to fold laundry and we could talk and have a show yeah. on, you know, yeah, like, yeah, there yeah. can just be um, that kind of hangout. Right. But the less dramatic is, so, you said physical in a different way, but it reminded me. So my friend from high school was at her birthday party, but I slept over cause I was like in town mm-hmm. and all her friends left. And I was like, so who do you want to talk shit about? <laughs> she was like, no, nobody. And I was like, well, what do you mean? Like everyone left. She was, well, they're my friends. And I was like, yeah. And like, who annoyed you? Like, what's up? <laughs> and she had nothing bad to say. And I was just like, she goes, maybe you need less dramatic friends. And I go, I don't think that's possible. I'm involved, but also most of my friends are just like, also comics i don't know like it's just hard not to be this dramatic and then later i go oh well that girl and guy um they've been together a while do they not want to get married or like what's their (laughs) vibe and she was like she does he doesn't are you happy it's a big issue for them (laughs) (laughs) like yes (laughs) i got to the bottom of it you did you said something is messy here there's always there's always a mess somewhere and you're like going through the house looking to like where they've hit it like looking under rugs and closets like it's it's gotta be here somewhere they're not perfect yeah but it was cool i was like oh yeah that's really fun you have nothing annoying to say that's incredible so that's (laughs) what the coach said like instead of talking about all your friends being annoying you got to just tell them but sometimes it's hard because sometimes you just have because that's another thing I would do that's bad is I would like put people on a pedestal and have mm-hmm. all these expectations for them. And then when they didn't do all these things that, that they failed, then I was mad and all of that. I stuff. was the same way. And but, but I think my course correct is probably an overcorrect where now I just assume nothing of anyone. I assume everyone hates me. And then I just like don't engage because I was because I think especially in high school, college, I put a lot on like fellow children do you know what i mean like literally i'm putting a lot on a teenager i'm putting a lot on like another gal pal to show up for me in a way where i'm like 
you are actually not my parent or my therapist. And so I was like, you got to stop that and realized that I had to stop that. But then I was sort of like, all right, well, everyone's busy and they don't want to be bothered. And I think especially the older we get is people get married and have kids. Now I'm like, oh, they really don't want to be bothered. So I don't. I, and then someone's like, oh, I guess I don't reach out either. You know what I mean? Like, I've realized now that, like, because I go, oh, well, they're out here, like, doing their thing. You assume. You project on them. Well, it's not even project. I'm just like, the facts are only so many hours in a day. So I'm just, but that's what I'm saying. You're projecting on them. You're, ta- you're saying, you're projecting, you're saying, without knowing anything about them. So it's a blank screen. You just assume that they're too busy. And then, no, you know, you know, when you learn people aren't by just reaching out, sometimes I'll just be like, I'll text someone and be like dinner and they'll be like, okay, <laughs> it is really wild. Like yeah. th- it has been an eye opening experience. I've met a couple fun people that like, cause I had to make kind of new friends cause everyone had kids and <laughs> yeah, y- eventually you can't just wait for a babysitter to like arrive. <laughs> I don't know. You gotta like get out there. And, um, it's been, f- it's been eye-opening some people just are down to hang yeah 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 yeah. i think i'm much more i'm better suited to like a last minute situation that's very close because basically like i like to be in the house but then i'll eventually go stir crazy and be like i want to get out of here and if someone reaches me at that time i'll meet you anywhere i'll be anywhere (laughs) in 30 minutes you know well yeah i assume i guess my thing about you i assume you're in the house I would say that. I would well, say, assume you're, you're eating the tr- snacks from the Trader Joe's in the house. <laughs> well, this is the problem. I think especially because the pandemic, right? Like, because also I am, we are one of the last few people who, you know, are trying not to get the cocoa. I think the expectation too, people are like, she ain't gonna come. She ain't gonna come. And it's like, if it's outdoors, I will probably, I will come. I will if there's an outdoor thing and you invite us, we will be there. You'd be like, oh, it's just me and like. 12 rugby players. I know nothing about rugby. I have no interest. I'll be right there. I'll be right there if it's outside. She'll be I there wearing thing. She'll buy a rugby jersey. I'll she play. will learn all the care. rules. She'll be care. like, let's talk Australian rules. Have you Thank been you. swimming? Have you been getting into pools this summer? You know, I'm trying to access. I literally made a mental list of the pool people I know. <laughs> and I've been trying to be like, I ran into one of them at the picket line. I go, when can I come over to the pool? But then it's like, he's like, oh, yeah, come by. But then it's like, okay, I need a date and a time. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, I need, let's get specific about this. But then that's me bothering you. Just show up with some floaties. No, you just need a text and be like, hey, pool time tomorrow. And then bring something fun. And that's that. Yeah. Yeah. That's how you do it. It's better to be up front. It's better to be up front. Be like, it's 95 degrees. I'm yeah. desperate for a pool. What's your vibe? Yeah. You're right. You're right. Because... Because even like, yesterday when I told the friend I couldn't make it to drinks, my other friends were like, we're shocked you didn't lie. I go, there are no lies here. I want to be in the pool. Wow. And she that, understood. That's, that's beautiful, though. That's beautiful. Like, the no lies of it all is like, that's next level. Because I don't even, yeah, because I don't think people feel, because sometimes they'll call me like, I can't be in my house, like, like, I can't be in my house any longer. What are you doing? Let yeah. me come over. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that's good. That's good. I don't. I think I fundamentally trust no one, <laughs> and I think it's gotten worse here. It's gotten worse here than it ha- than it was in New York. I think you know what I'm I from have? New York. I felt like I had more people I knew longer. Yes, so and people, people are funner there. Yeah. So here, I think I've had a really hard time and trust no anyone. You are the X-Files. I don't feel comfortable. Exactly. You're you're mom. No, anyone that I like in LA, I'm like, oh, they have a New York vibe, even if they've never lived there. Caleb Heron's yeah. never lived there. I'm like, he's just New York because, <laughs> and it's only because I can be like dinner in an hour, and he goes, yes, yeah, 
Yeah, and that's yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what I'm really looking for. Okay. No, I have one best friend. Mm-hmm. And now I know because I used it's like, oh, that's all that's I'm the luckiest person in the world. Right. Because I have this one full best friend that's just she's the one that I spread out in her apartment. Right. Like <laughs> I get to be me. And I feel so lucky with that. Everyone else, everything else is like fun, bonus, great relationships, great friendships. They'll they'll be bumps, they'll not be bumps. But like, I've just lately in the past few years, I've just felt so blessed to have this like mm-hmm. friend, like a Laverne and Shirley style. Friend. <laughs> yes, Lisa, have you carried this energy over into your romantic relationships? Now you said that you had two two main ones from before i know just the two most recent maybe no only two total um like no i struggle romantically hard and that's another thing i had to change because my friend frex she was like it's humiliating how many people you fight with that you don't fuck she's like you should only be fighting with people you fuck Uh, and it's true like what am i fighting with people for that there's no sex at the end it's it's crazy so that's like helped me out too um no it's one of my weakest points i don't i'm a perpetually single person i'm judging everyone all relationships um i want to find the love of my life and i put no effort into it okay so no effort okay so no effort now i'm laying in the bed i'm not on an app i'm not talking if someone tries to talk to me i turn away i turn away and walk away (laughs) but like when you because you i'm not even masturbating anymore i'm honestly like a a fucking sea cucumber that's all i feel (laughs) but when you are on the road though because you do travel a lot um, and obviously you talk about sex. So you know how like, you know, a woman talks about sex and then people think this person's, uh, I am entitled to this person. Right. Do you, do people hit on you like after shows and stuff? Girls do. Yeah. I would say guys, don't, but sometimes I don't even know because I'm so t- closed off to anything. Like hmm. sometimes I'll leave a conversation and people will be like, did you guys make out? Did you exchange the number? Oh, what happened? And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I didn't, I didn't get a vibe at all. So I don't know. I know. Uh, yeah, I guess girls, but that with the pod and stuff, it's just it's just weird. It's an unfair power imbalance because they just know everything about you or they can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not that's like scary. But then someone called me out. They're like, you're just making excuses like we can all look up everyone online like you're not special. Mm-hmm. But we are just saying so much. Yeah. Oh, no, definitely. Definitely. I, I mean, like you can know my full like all so many issues I just shared with my, you know, cute little yeah, therapists here. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's like, yeah, and it's like you can look up anybody, but not everybody has their information Hours. out like that. OK. <laughs> At best, you get a LinkedIn. OK. Maybe you saw what they have for brunch if they yeah. have a basic Instagram. Well, we do a lot of. When we watch House Hunters International, we do a lot of detective work because there's a lot of bad couples on there. And we're like, we have to know if they've divorced in this time (laughs) since this aired. So we try to find them. And we do a lot of like, I would be a great PI because Naomi's like, I can't find any information about them. And then I go start looking and I'm like, within two minutes, minutes. childhood, within two minutes, I know their fifth grade teacher. (laughs) I know all this stuff about them. So, well, you yes. guys have fun. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> what I'm saying is our lives are dynamic. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, wait, but- how many are divorced? What happens on this? What, I would um, say it's, uh, it's a good uh, 25%. Yes, I would say a good 25%. Especially the younger the couple is. The more if- religious and the younger they are, the more likely they are to. No, but by the religious, religious ones. No, I don't think so. Because no, I think because the Mormon ones who they'll, they'll be like, no, we're no, moving the with evangelical four ch- ones. So not Mormon, but evangelical. The ones with four kids, I go, she can't divorce him because he done weighed her down with these four kids. And she has not been able to make a financial nest egg right. to get out of here. She looks like a thousand-year-old mummy. Like she has no energy. She has not been allowed to work. So she's stuck with his ass. Anyway, anyway. this is what I listen to. <laughs> real quick. I didn't well, know you get that much in the House Hunter shows. This is incredible. You have to pick up on context clues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, it's I mean, a lot of like, like reading into their relationship by how... Because remember, we're not even getting like a straight feed. We're getting the editor's version of... Right. But, but you... In that, again, these people have chosen to be on the show and chosen to say these words. So, well, that's ha- the problem. What is the what is the exactly. what is the psychic baggage that's right. hanging off? Because you know, like when a couple, like when it'll be a bicker, or you could tell by the way one person looks when the other person says something, you know, the expression on their face, where you go, "This is how y'all behaving for television." So imagine what's going on when the cameras are off, mm-hmm. okay? Because it seems very tense here. It's constantly a lot of gender playing, you know, very oh. like, this is going to be your mad cave, you know, like yeah, stuff yeah. like that. Or like, or like, oh, she's going to love this because she can cook my dinner for me. You know, and, you're, you know, and you're like, what? Are we really talking like that? And yeah, 20, apparently a lot of people are. But, but the thing I was going to say was from that House Hunters, even those people, like, they're still not very online. Like, maybe one, you know what I mean? Like, people don't put everything out there all the time. Like, we're past the days of a blog spot. You know what I mean? Where yeah. someone writes down every emotion. So I think it is different. I think when you have a podcast, when you're a comic who is using their own experience, people get way more your personal business than yeah. any old body who's just, like, out here, like, I work at an office. It's like, no. A hundred percent. But I, it's all excuses. I don't know. But I don't think people approach it. I don't think people like it. Like, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I'm just, like, struggling in that avenue of my life. Okay, but it's also a self-imposed struggle. You've already said you're a sea cucumber. You know, and that's a choice <laughs> you're making to be a sea cucumber. Yeah, I have to, like, go on date. Like, yesterday I hung out with some friends and, like, one of them's just out going on dates. And I'm like, I need to be going on dates. But yeah. I don't. Yeah, you got to become a sea anemone. Yeah, they go on there. dates. They go. They got. They're reaching out. Oh, they got the they're tentacles. The tentacles they're out there. Reaching, okay, reaching out all into I get the, it. I get yeah, it. Yeah. That's I, a good. No, that's a good. You got to go from sea cucumber to sea anemone. But I definitely <laughs> just want to be in love. Like I just want to meet my person. But how, and I know it's a number. Oh, but you know what else? People are like, you know, your friends should set you up with people. And then Jared Free, you know, he has a relationship podcast. Mm-hmm. And he says, if your friends aren't setting you up with people, that's because no one wants, like, you got to work on yourself. And no friends have ever set me up with anybody. But here's a question, though. How many friends have a lot of single people? The more partnered up we get, the harder it is to come by single people. I know. I know. I think I don't think it's I think it's I don't think it's about you. However, if we are basing it on the pre- previous Lisa's behavior of the drama, the fighting, the shutting people out. Yeah. I could see that Lisa be it's like no, we're not setting her up because it's going to be a blow up and then we'll never get to hang out again. Yeah. But Lisa now could be set up with a friend. Yeah, a friend I just got to get out there. But I go out. No one's coming up to me. I, I'm just like, can someone, like my standard is come up to me and I will go on a date. <laughs> <No. laughs> 
<laughs> but you can't bar. just be a weirdo after a show. And what sucks is like sometimes I'm like, oh, this person is flirting, and then it's never a flirt. So you're not reading the cues. Like after a show. You're okay. not reading the cues. Like after a show, I'll be like, oh, fun. And then I'm like, why am I even t- stop talking to me then? You don't think I have a full life? I have a full life. <laughs> so your antenna's off. It's not picking up the right signals. Right, because you're not picking up when someone is flirting, because you're like, wait, what? No, I shut down. I shut down. If anyone, give, I just shut down fully. Uh-huh. And then they take it as I'm not interested because it's like the opposite yes. of how I act, which is yes, like loud and fully. fun. You shut, shut down, down fully. And they, they're reading your shutting down fully. <laughs> they're seeing it. They're hearing it. And they said, I'm going to go. Wow, you guys are really putting up a mirror to everything I say. I need that. I need Lisa, that. Lisa, would you be willing to help uh, a listener, a couple listeners? Of course. Great. Well, we why gotta. Don't we and I also want to say I haven't even seen you guys at all since uh, the big day. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I keep I noticing know. the rings. I keep <laughs> noticing the rings. Um, was it a fun ass day? Everything you wanted? Yeah, it yes. actually really was. Yes, it all went according to plan. It was like... It was a good time. Nothing too crazy. I wish I had danced more because I was like too busy ch- chatting. I wish I had gotten more desserts to take home. <laughs> but um, no, it was good. It was good. It all it all went okay. But my God, would I? I would planning a wedding. I just I wouldn't. I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. I would. Really? Mitch McConnell. I hope you plan a wedding. Oh I hope God. you plan many weddings before your head fucking explodes. Did you plan slowly or? F- Fast no, and quickly, <laughs> quickly, because we pretty much pulled the trigger in September for March. So that was seven months. And Which I, we thought was enough time. And, you know, there's so much, you know, so many things about weddings. And one of my biggest pet peeves is when it's like the answer is like, well, that's just how it is or that's how it's done. And so much wedding stuff is like the old Bruce Hornsby. That's how it's done. You know what I mean? Like, for instance, I wanted a dress and it's like, well, you need at least a year for a dress for it to be made. I was like, why? It's a fucking dress. Over here, why can't I just go buy this dress? Like, I didn't know that, like, when you went to a dress store, every dress is pretty much made to order. So, like, they have the dresses that, like, one or two sizes of each dress for you to try on. But then you have to order it. And then they're making that dress. And then that's, and then you got to get it, you know, tailored. And I just thought to myself, just give me a goddamn dress. Could you so how'd you get the dress in seven months? <sighs> well, <That's- laughs> it was a nightmare. It was uh, a nightmare. I bought a dress online. And they didn't need some tailoring. The tailor was terrible. I had to take it to a second tailor. The first tailor was a not ter- terrible. Is is it's, so it underselling it's, it's, how yeah. how it's an adjective that doesn't capture even like a one percent amount of how much of a shithead this person was. In summation, Lisa, my wedding was on a Saturday. I didn't have my dress until Wednesday. Whoa. Yeah. But so was it was the bad. original one that you got just retailored or? Yes. Okay, yes. that's good. That's but then good. I had to have a second. Because again, the, the longer the woman has my dress and it's fucking up, now it's really impossible to get a new dress. Right? In a world where these dresses you need so, such and such wow. lead time. So then when we're in January and she done fucked me up, I go, well, January, well, now I need that dress. Because I can't even buy mm-hmm. something else in January for March. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. So yeah, Weddings very- and airports are... If you want to know, like, where our world is heading in terms of, like, how capitalism is just, like, (laughs) crunching its teeth into your neck, just look at weddings and airports and how much you are captive to what you have to, like, they're just going to say, like, this is what it is, and you can pay it, uh, or it's just, or you're going to have a shitty day, or, you know, whether that's, like, I want a bottle of water, and it's like, all right, here's 12, pay $12 in the airport, or whatever, right, 
or I want a dress that looks nice. Right. You just have to pay the thing. You guys are gonna you're gonna gasp. My cousin, her wedding dress cost thirty thousand dollars. What are you telling me? What was it made out of? Is she a billionaire? Why? What? <laughs> what? How wealthy is your cousin? That's what, what I want to know. Is it was a three hundred thousand dollar wedding. <laughs> and is that just like? Is that just they can just throw toss thirty three hundred thousand dollars away and be like we're fine? Or was that like now we're in debt? No debt. No debt. No. They they're wow. in you know corporate real estate finance stuff. They live you know they. But it is that so is... funny. Like they owned a place in New York and they sold it for one point something million, but it was a one bedroom apartment. Like it is so funny. Oh, God. Um, but then they live on the beach or, uh, you know, Manhattan Beach vibes. Sure, mm. sure, sure, sure. But see, even that to me is so crazy because when you think about what a wedding is, you know, sure, I guess people who do like a whole weekend of stuff, but it's like this is a six hour day, right? These Again, these venues, they go, we're going to give it to you in a five or a six hour block. So to me, I can never really come into acceptance of spending so much money for six hours. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah. then there's the expectations people have around a wedding. And certainly because everyone, all the families coming from the East coast, obviously you want to show them a nice enough time to warrant their travel. Yeah. So it's got to be a baseline decent. And you know, we're older. If we got married at, when I, we got together at 26, 27, I think we could have been a little more D, DIY, a little yeah. more messy, and it would have been cute. But it's like, you know, I'm hmm. over here damn near 40. People expect <laughs> a past appetizer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But and the opposite. My sister was just talking about weddings with someone, and she got married at 22. So your circle just isn't that big. So you exactly. only... You're only uh-huh. inviting the people you know before you're 22. When you're 40 getting married, you it's harder to probably even make a guest list or anything because you just know so many more people. Yeah. Exactly. And everyone comes with a plus one, right? Like everybody is. And again, cause, and I say that too because we've been engaged so long. Like our guest list changed so much in 10 years. <laughs> we have, yeah, we have five or six different drafts of the guest list. <laughs> and it's like, okay, well now that person, I guess they dating now. Oh wait, That's I guess they married now. <laughs> or we're not talking to this person anymore, really. No, I yeah. talked to an etiquette expert um, and actually Emily Post's like grand, great granddaughter. You know, they're still oh God, in the, the legacy. They're, they're still they're in the etiquette business. A Nepo, a, a Nepo baby etiquette person. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but we were talking and I go, you know, as a single person, you never really get plus ones, which is, you know, it's people's choice but i go if i get married and i get a fun event i don't want the spouses i hate coming i'm not inviting your <laughs> husband with hello yeah. i'm with you on that yeah naomi has a whole bit about I that don't, and she goes she said no that's not etiquette and i go i don't give a fuck there are two, there's a husband where i'm like i don't want to look at your fucking face in my <laughs> thank event. you thank you i don't want you i want to look back at my photos of you up in here like yeah you're somebody i know and it's also like you're truly dead weight. I cannot stand you. Also, if I invite you and you just bring your... Per- don't get me started, honey, because I've had this with somebody where I was like, I invited you and then you said, we'll be there. And I said, I don't know why you said we when I said you. Your response should not be we. And what happened? Did they br- Did you do- let them know or did they bring the we? They, they brought, brought the we. They brought the we. Brought and it was we. like, okay. And it's like, but I just kind of feel like... I, and it's funny just because... And I think the difference... like Andy and I do a lot together. We're very enmeshed. But at the same time... I don't assume if you invite me somewhere that he's that he's invited. Right. Like I will already. I would I'll never say. I'll go. I would, can Andy come if it's something I think he might like? But I also have no problem showing up places by myself. It's like shit. I need a break from his ass. <laughs> Let me go have an experience. And so when couples are like that, where it's like, it, it invite us to one is an invite to both. I'm just like, really? No. no. 
how do you keep it fresh? How do you keep the love? Like, I don't know. I just like, to me, doing things separately and having separate experiences and then coming home and talking shit. That's beautiful. You gotta, you, that's you gotta bring the shit talking back home. Wait, but what were you going to say? You were going to say something about the plus ones. Andy. Andy, you were, you were about to say something. Oh, I lost it. Whatever uh, it was, I'm, is I'm, gone. It was just, um, yeah, who you bring or don't bring to these events. Nothing. It's bad etiquette, but I think I, I agree with you. Uh, yeah, Especially again, my thing is like, when it's, I'm paying for it. If I'm paying for something, I get to decide who's coming. And you know if you're married to someone boring. And you know if you're married to someone who's antisocial. Or who know, no one likes. <laughs> <laughs> that too. Or do you know? Sometimes you might have to be delusional huh. to keep it moving. <laughs> I know, but isn't it so wild when someone who is like so warm, so sociable is married to someone who absolutely sucks? I'm always shocked. I'm like, this person must have another side that they save for this one person that they're in love with because they ain't giving it to nobody else. Yeah. My friend's sister was dating a guy who legit said, I care about nobody but you. <laughs> and it's like, what? Yeah, that's not good. But she like loved that. And everyone else is like, Okay, what about your nieces? I don't, you, know, like, <laughs> you care about nobody else? Oh, my God. Wait, we can't keep these all day. Psychopath have- vibes. All right. Yes. All right. Why don't we take a quick break and we can get back. We're going to answer your advice questions. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Can we take a minute and talk about Skims? Now, you know I'm a recent Skims convert, having tried their underwear in the last few months, and I am now living lifted, supported, changed. So I decided to keep trying new stuff. And let me tell you, Skims Basics and Foundations are where it's at. Yes, I recently got the Soft Smoothing Seamless t-shirt. And y'all, it is so comfortable. It's been the perfect layer for me. I'm rocking it under a cardigan or a sweater when I want to keep it fitted and fabulous and not look all bulky. I mean, y'all know I'm back to work. Hashtag blessings. And I'm definitely that girl who is always cold in the office, okay? I need my layers, but I'm still trying to look put together. And the Soft Smoothing Seamless shirt is helping me get it right. And I also got the boyfriend t-shirt in Heather Gray, and it is so friggin' soft and comfortable, and it's giving casual but intentional when I wear it with a pair of jeans. I'm feeling very good in it. So if you want to give these and other basics a try, shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com. Now available in sizes extra, extra small through 4X. Thank you for the range, Skims. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Again, that's skims.com. Go check out everything they've got and the new t-shirt shop. And we're 
we're back. back with Lisa Trader here to help you handle your scandal. Okay, Lisa's got to clean her foot wound, so we have got <laughs> to focus. Yeah, this is festering. We are really, we've we got really to, gotta, we've got to get we, this clean. We got to get you some iodine. Uh, we got to Naomi get on like Postmates. Postmate or some iodine. We, get, we, <laughs> we were uh, monoxide, not monoxide, uh, yeah, hydrogen uh, peroxide. Family. A hydrogen peroxide. Hydrogen peroxide. I understand. Family. I was too. I was hydrogen peroxide for the longest, and there was something satisfying about the bubble. Yeah, that let me know it was working. I just like simple elements. You give me an like iodine. Give me a element. nitrogen. I don't want to fancy this up. I don't need it. You a, don't want. You uh, don't want compounds. I don't need molecules. You don't want compounds. No. Now, uh, Lisa. Lisa, wait. One quick question before we get into this: <laughs> Have you been in love? Yeah. Yeah. But it's tough because it's like, it was it a per like, was I in love or did I project something on a person that wasn't even there? I don't know. That's the question. Well, this is the thing because I remember you t- you said earlier about you know putting people on a pedestal. And I'm like, that can always be tricky. And now I have. About- I'm not going to delete the relationships I had. I've been in love. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. We get questions from all over from Twitter, Instagram, Gmail. Voicemail is our favorite. Naomi, what is that number? 323-524-7839. You guys, there's a three minute limit. You got to keep it right and tight. Okay. Now, this yeah, I'm going to reiterate that for the hosts. They're being kind. You need to <laughs> cook it up, write it down, like practice it, time it. We, uh, It is wild. These people will not shut up. To, it should not. It should be a minute limit, honestly. I know. And it's like details. It's the hum. Like they wait. It's uh, it's so wild. They, <laughs> well, you don't realize how skilled you really are until you listen to someone's voicemail asking for advice. And then they're like, <laughs> well, this first one kind of gets around it slightly oh. by having an addendum. So let's just see. <laughs> but I think this is actually appropriate for what we've been talking about. So here we go. Hi, Andy and Naomi and possible guest that I can't wait to get to know. Mm-hmm. Uh, my name is Carrie. I am a almost 33-year-old um, white, cis, pansexual female, okay. and I just came from a Tinder date where I paid for everything, um, not intentionally, but he was just sitting there, and we were at a bar, <laughs> so I opened a tab, and then Everything ended up on my tab, which, you know, is fine, I guess. But, um, like, I'm not old-fashioned. I don't need the man to pay for things. But it was just, like, a little bit presumptuous of him, I thought. Anyway, I was very picky in going on a date with this guy. I'm trying to avoid fuck boys. And, I mean, even for, like, a hookup situation, I want, like, a nice person. Um, And so I was, like... I kind of went for nerdy instead of, like, your classic fuckboy. But it turns out they're all bad. He literally just talked about himself the entire time. I truly don't think he could pick me out of a lineup. Um, Like, I might as well have been, like, a cardboard cutout. Um, And my question is, how do I avoid this in the future? I don't understand, like... I tend to just like have terrible taste and um and I always know on the first date when it's bad and then I end up like finding out ways to love shitty people anyway and then inevitably getting hurt by people that aren't even that great. So any advice you have on mm. filtering um from the get go would be so much appreciated. I love the show. I think you guys are adorable. And just like aspirational, and um, 
Yeah. Thanks for your advice. What's your there? Um, hi, this is Carrie again, the one with the bad Tinder date. I just realized I left out some details. So um, I'm trying to go vegan, and I said that, and then he ordered a, a large uh, Hawaiian pizza for himself. And then I went up and ordered myself some fries. Um, and then also, it's not going to sound good, but I have a weird rash on my neck from some kind of allergic reaction, I think, to like a scarf or a sweater. Um, and I had just all these fun jokes I was going to say about my neck rash, and he didn't think I was funny at all, and that's like kind of the only thing I care about. And um, <laughs> so I just had to do this whole date with a rash on my neck and not even talking about it. Anyway, thanks. For your advice. <laughs> Goodbye. Uh, okay, she had a five-minute chunk on her neck rack. <laughs> I am oh. so mad she paid for his pizza. I am livid. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy. I would say my advice from someone that just admitted to having no prospects and no talent in this arena, but mm-hmm. I will say... Um, I would do FaceTime dates before, like do a FaceTime screener call date before Mm. you meet these people. And so then you know right away if they're going to ask you a question, if there's a spark, if they're thoughtful, if there's anything like that. And then you don't have to waste your time going out. You can go hang out with your friends. Okay, absolutely. That is to the point. I like it. Yeah, I think that's a way. I Okay, so here's the thing. She was like, I I don't want to date fuck boys. That's not her voice. I don't want to date fuck boys, so I'm going to try nerds. Sure. The interests are not the things that make them like whether the interests are like fucking or uh, X-Men. That's not the thing that's going to it, it. That's don't concentrate on that stuff. You're an adult. When I was a teenager, if you didn't like the mu- if you didn't like indie rock, then I'm like, ew. I'm not, I don't want to be near you. And now he's gross. married to someone who doesn't even know what's happening. Who ha- who literally hates most of the music I listen to. Can't stand it. And it, it. does no not matter sing. to no me. No one can sing. Does not matter. Uh, in fact, what, what of Naomi's pet peeves? Indie rock bands love doing R&B covers. And they're never good. It's like nothing I please hate stop more than when a indie like rock band. I am I am asking you, please stop do like doing a slowed down version of something, and I go, really? Is this your contribution to the culture? Please do not. If you're an indie rock band and you're you're doing a uh, Nicki Minaj cover in your next stop, oh, no, they're it, like just, they're like literally there's some band and they sound like a bunch of like ghosts communicating from the <laughs> other side, and they did like Mariah Carey. So a Mariah Carey song where I said, no, we don't need your version of this. Well, the coffee shops do. It's not about you. <laughs> Some people want to type to a very slow version of Baby One More Time. And yes. I don't I don't I don't understand these people, but right. why I, won't I you think of the Starbucks, Naomi? But my point is it's not that. That's not the thing that is going to, is going to be expressive of who the person is. Okay? Because yeah. there are plenty of, indie, I thought that when I started, uh, that indie rock people would be as politically progressive as I am, and no, in fact, it's as uh, full of misogynists and patriarchal shitheads and um, and homophobes and all every kind of thing as mainstream culture. It's just that they also happen to like super chunk, right? Whatever. Right. Okay, that's not the thing. I like Lisa's idea, FaceTime. You got to get a vibe. It's the vibe, not... Sorry to get so... Well, you're screaming for no reason. You're next to me and you're screaming. Because I'm figuring it out as I'm saying it. It's the vibe. But it's not... But Go ahead, Lisa. What do you think? But also, 
when you're there, and I know it's hard in the moment, we've all been there, we've all been there, but if you already know that this person's a dick, I know like there's something in you and you even mentioned like why then I'm like with these people I don't even like and they're not even that great. In that moment, be like, I'm not paying for that pizza, sir. Who's paying for that? Like yeah. if you're past the point where you're not attracted to them, like you don't have to be nice. Like, yeah, I think that's a woman list or it's just like, oh, when you go up to the bar, say, oh, split tab, please. Like, yes. don't fucking oh, do it yeah. if they're not even yeah trying that's and like i said no judgment i've been i went on a date last year where this dude just wasn't buying drink and then he was me he wouldn't ask me question i kept sitting i kept convincing myself that i liked him then he pulled a weird prank on me and i was like what am i doing here sorry what do you mean what kind of prank it was okay so like we walked outside to smoke weed and he goes um i'm sorry i'm just like really not into this and i went wait what are you kidding and he goes no i just I'm not really into this. And I went, okay, well, thanks for telling me. And I guess I'll leave now, you know? And then he was like, mm-hmm. I'm just kidding. And I was like, okay, oh, no no. no, no. He pulled a Wayne's world on you. No. I go, not. bro, I asked if you were kidding. It's like, if you ask, like, are you kidding? That means it didn't work. So you have to admit it. So I'm like, but I asked if you were kidding. You said you weren't. And he was like, well, what? And then, then we got to the underlying issue. He goes, I thought you were a comedian. I thought you I thought you like jokes like I don't understand. Oh, I go, "Well, no. it's not funny. I, I don't know what you're doing." <laughs> right, it wasn't here. funny. You just literally And then he started bringing up Will Smith and Chris Rock and the slap oh. and censorship and oh, how Jesus. you have to accept all jokes or no jokes and blah blah oh, blah and no. I'm like, "I'm out of here." And he goes, "Did I fuck this up?" And I went, "Yeah." Like <laughs> I, why would I, you know, I didn't like cuz at the top of the day I went, "You haven't asked me anything in 20 minutes." And then he gaslit me and was like, well, I did. And it's, but he didn't. Yeah. He got defensive. And (laughs) so, and I still continued and I wasn't even attracted to him. And I kept being there and buying my own drinks. And it was like, what the fuck am I doing here? Yeah. And so no judgment when I say this, but try to be like, Oh, I'm not paying for your meat pizza, sir. Right. Right. Or I'm not paying to be in the company of someone who is disinterested. Full stop. The meat pizza was like, I'm not paying to be around you. This is why I stay in my fucking house. If I'm not with people who, as you as you were saying from the beginning, ease, fun, pleasantness, I'm. If it's gonna be any work, I would rather be in the house and watch Murdoch mysteries. Okay? <laughs> yeah, and I'm don't neg leaving. me. Don't fucking yeah. neg. Like one time, this I went on a date with this girl, and the first thing she said to me was like, "Oh, is that what you decided to wear?" What? <gasps> And it was just like, I'm trying to fuck. Like, I invited you to my house. Like, why are yeah. you mean to someone yeah. that wants to fuck you? Yeah. I, I will never <laughs> understand that. I, it's just like, be nice to me. Compliment me. Yeah. What, what yeah. What's going on here? I, I don't yeah. know how that has turned away from the world. Be nice. Be nice. Yeah. Be sweet. Do a compliment yeah. or don't fucking be here. Exactly. Was she a student of the game? Why would you do oh, that? Yeah, like, unless you're wearing a giant weird hat, why would you do that? But um, I, I've mentioned Jared Freed a few times on this podcast. For <laughs> yeah, some you're reason. obsessed with him. You're obsessed with him. I am obsessed with him, but he has um, shockingly because he looks like a bro, but he gives good advice. I would say to women, and one of the things that I loved was I was a guest on his pod, and someone you know, it was an advice situation. And it was a girl who was like, you know, he said he was going to come to brunch and meet my parents. And then he didn't show up. And I don't know what that means. And what is it? And she, and he goes, 
you don't like it. Who cares what it means to him? You don't like that he didn't come to brunch. Why don't you Mm. say, I didn't like you didn't come to brunch. I'm done. You know, it's this idea where we're constantly worried about like, well, what does he mean by this? What does he mean by that? Bitch, you don't like it. Who cares what he thinks? Like, you know, just be more about like, I am not into this. Yes. And then act on yes. that instead of trying to get this attention from someone you're not even into. You're like, what does this mean? He ordered the meat pizza. You don't like it. Right. Right. You don't like right, that right, he right. did that. You know, we're constantly trying to like be like an octopus in a little jar, like a container that's too small for us. You know? <laughs> yes. 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 When, yes. Honestly, like you're not even into that. Why are you trying to court this person that's doing shit you don't even like? Well, then that's the bigger issue, right? Because this is Carrie. This is the question. Carrie, why are you? Because you said you have your picker is off. You said, you know, I will like make myself like someone who sucks. That's the issue. How do you do that? You got to get right with your Jesus, honey. Whatever that is, you need to sit down and get quiet and find therapy or listen to Dan- Danielle Byer. Well, that's, that's about friendship, but Danielle Byer. But I do no, follow. No, but I think it's about relationships, too. I yeah. think some of that stuff is applicable. You know, like being direct, saying what you think, like not being in places with people who don't yeah. make you feel good. Yeah. I'm not going to recommend Jared's podcast, No, by we the can't way. recommend it. We can't recommend We are the only relationship comedy podcast yeah, as far as i'm concerned oh 100 but there is an instagram i follow called a little nudge and she's a matchmaker and like helps with she makes people's online dating profiles coaches them messages if they need like um sets up dates and helps and it's mostly like screenshots and people asking for advice and it's like really um and so much of it is just being direct it's always like what does this mean and she goes ask him i really like him and we said we were exclusive but i saw that he still had this thing and be like ask him like everything is just so direct but a little nudge has been um a helpful but again i do not partake in any of dating culture (laughs) but i think it is i think you got to be by yourself and figure this stuff out because the because i would imagine that something like this when it does come to dating might relate to other relationships in your life, Carrie, where you're kind of letting Ooh. bullshit slide and you're letting yourself be around people. Because And the reason why I say that is because I think that like when you are nourished in other relationships, you actually don't have the... Um, Same neediness. Yeah, you won't put up as, as much bullshit romantically. Yeah. Like once you sort of kind of resonate, like, oh, wait a minute. Like my friends treat me better than your ass. Why am I here? As you said, have a FaceTime and then just hang out with your friends. It's like when you... So then I would wonder, okay, how much are you letting slide? How much are you a pushover or are you a caretaker or something where you could sit through this time with this person? And and like Lisa said, it's like, we've all been there. And I like, there's so many times I wish I just gotten up and like walked out of a bar or a restaurant. So I know it's easier said than done, but you know, life is short. The earth is on fire. Coco is out here. Don't waste your time with nobody who isn't fun to yeah. be around but i like what you said what you got to take stock of your other relationships that's interesting because why are you spending time on these shitty dates when you might have a great social circle or exactly. you know stuff like that that's interesting imagine the coral reefs being destroyed go on ahead. every date go ahead and be like oh we might have just a limited time do i want to spend it in the presence of this shithead that's eating this Hawaiian pizza on my dime. A large Hawaiian pizza. A Literally large was like, Hawaiian I actually pizza. want to take a couple slices home, is what that person said. I would like to, I'd rather take a couple slices home. People in Phoenix, <laughs> Arizona are being burned by the macadam, okay? Yeah. Think What's about that. What's a macadam? As, 
the the street the like the uh, oh my god they like touch it and it burns yeah they like and fell they get, on the sidewalk and got and they get burn. like third degree burns or some shit like that stop <laughs> st- look at this dopey freak's face look in his eyes think about that and be like you know what i'm sorry i i gotta go or it's something nicer than that. Well, you don't even have to be that nice if you don't bought them drinks and food. Hope you had a nice dinner. But, or bring cash with you. Throw a 20 on the table and go, that's for what I had. Like, <laughs> have cash. Always have cash so you can leave. You don't even have to split tabs or plastic. You could throw cash oh, down and true. run yeah. out. That's very true. Oh, that's a great, that's a great just practical piece of advice. Always yeah. have cash on a date. Absolutely. Oh, Lisa. Lisa. So Lisa. you can get Lisa. the fuck out. I want, yeah, Carrie. I hope you meet someone great. You deserve someone great. You deserve someone who goes, what's going on with your neck? And then you can do your five minutes on your rash. Mm-hmm. And then they laugh and laugh. And it's a good time. Oh, my scarf is made of poison ivy. But that's the thing. Why is it so regular and relatable to like be in a situation on a date that you hate? Like, what is that? I know. Because think- people are, I know exactly what it is. Oh, I don't know does. if this is global, does, if this is a human thing, if this is a 20, 21st century thing. Or an American thing. I think in America, people are very docile <laughs> and conflict averse. And I think huh. that... Oh, no. I was just touching your foot just to touch it. I wasn't oh, I trying to you stop touch- you. I thought you, were, I thought you were doing like, all right, all right, <laughs> all right, Chomsky, let's wrap it up. <laughs> but I think there is a docility. People do not like conflict in America. And that's why suddenly, like, we're waking up to it. But that's so funny because I think of like all people want, they just want to fight about, you know. No, they want to watch it. That's why like Housewives is popular. They want to watch drama, but in their own lives, they want to avoid drama. I don't know. People be yelling at people in Costco and then filming it. People seem to want to fight to me. But that's just like a stranger. (laughs) I'm talking about like in in their own personal lives. They will let bullshit slide because they don't want to have to confront it and then have a changed world. Because you can yell at a stranger and it doesn't matter. You'll never see that person again. That's true. But if your like husband is being shitty... And you're like, hey, uh, I don't like it when you piss everywhere. Sure. Perfect very, example. Very Perfect relatable. Example. Very relatable example. Uh, then I, <laughs> when you're pushing on my foot, because our signal sometimes is pushing on each other's foot. or Well, leg, usually I, each I, I grab his knee, Lisa, and I say, okay, we can, we can finish it. <laughs> so I've almost been like Pavlovian. Okay, I'm sorry. Continue. Lisa has to <laughs> go. She's literally bleeding. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But I'm... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that like but like when it comes to like they don't want to deal with like the changed world that will be on the other side of yep. like confronting someone because now the world's different you've confronted them you brought this to their attention and now if they don't change it's up to you to do something about it and they don't want to deal with that but in that moment like I was speaking aggressively and we both are like fuck fuck you in the pizza it could so be matter of fact of like Okay, so I had the fries and the beer, and you had the ham pizza. So yes. you know, like so here's my twenty five exactly because yes. it is scary. Once you once you mentioned the like dealing with someone on the other side, the reality sunk in of like this man could get violent or angry or whatever, and you can't right. control it. So yeah, I was speaking very attitude like it can be very calm as well. Yeah, gentle, safety. gentle, right, yeah. right, 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 gentle, public place, well lit, um, um, right. <laughs> whatever you can do. On a date to make sure that you get home alive but you know <laughs> that's messed up pod okay <laughs> Lisa, Lisa, thank you for joining us thanks for having me you really made so many marine metaphors i also have a lot to think about <laughs> i have a lot to think about 
Oh my god, you're a delight. You guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we did. We will see you next week. Bye! Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.